So I guess the question is for accountants who, especially during busy season, if they're short on time, they have kids, they're trying to work 12-hour days, what's the secret to fitting in fitness into your life? So there's routines. Routines are like systems and processes for your life. If you could create your ideal scenario, I think the first thing to do is... attention please greetings accounting high here are your morning announcements in today's next tips episode nicole and scott do a deep dive or should i say deep squat into physical education in your accounting firm nicole is no stranger to living actively having been in sports her whole life even as an adult and having created habits throughout the years to stay healthy even while traveling and working long days so whether you're working in an office or working from home Nicole has some tips for you on fitting healthy habits into your day through movement, sleep, and eating. And keep listening for a word about a tech tool loved by many that will add value to your clients while making your job easier called JustWorks. So put on your Nikes, pull your hair back, and get in the zone because class is in session. May I have your attention, please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado, introducing the star of our show... Nick's McKenzie and Scott Scarano. We're going to have a problem here. So today's episode, today's topic is PE, physical education at your accounting firm or for you as the accounting firm owner. Nick's, I love this topic. I have a Peloton now. Just saying. I have a Peloton mm. now through the suggestion of James Ashford from our episode with him. And I've been working out again, and I feel great. I've been hitting all my targets, hitting all my um, daily habits, tracking, and I've been, I always feel better when I work out. I always feel better and I'm more effective in my life. So I just wanted to share that. So how long have you been doing the Peloton? Three days in a row now. For how long? Oh, how like how 30 weeks? minutes. I mean, um, how many, like how long? When did you start doing the Peloton? Oh, I, we just got it like okay. right before Mexico. And I just started doing it like when I, after I got back from Mexico. Yeah. All right. I'm going to keep you accountable and check back in. I'll be accountable. Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinking about this and although I'm not a fitness professional, I have been doing fitness. I'm 34 now, so I've been doing fitness for like 30 years. I've been playing soccer. I mean, I started playing soccer when I was like four or five years old. And growing up, I played every sport. I've tried out every class. I've done CrossFit. I've done TRX. I've done Orange Theory, Barry's Boot Camp, Soul Cycle. I even did Krav Maga. I played Australian Rules Football as an adult, won five national championships. So I was thinking about it. And fitness has been a really, really big part of my life. And I remember when I graduated from college. Actually, no, my first experience working was an internship at KPMG. And that was the first time I had a full-time, like, real job. Yeah. And I think that summer I gained, like, 10 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, because I came from my whole life always doing something, always playing a sport, working out, going to the gym. And then it was like, okay, now I have this full-time job where I have to get there at eight in the morning. Then you go to lunch. I remember like (laughs) we would spend all morning, like me and the senior accountant, deciding where we were going to go to lunch. And then we would go to lunch and like this whole, like take like an hour and a half. And then you'd be there till like six. And by that time you'd just be tired. And so it was just a huge adjustment for me as a very fit person going into the real world. And I struggled with that, like having the energy. So that was like just a wake up call for me 
And so when I actually got my first job at a CPA firm, I just approach it a lot differently and made fitness a priority. And then you said real world, right? And that's how in most cases, at least in our society, like, you know, it's normal for, and I'm going to give it a prelude or a preview of an episode that we have coming up, but the guy uh, that we recorded with yesterday, he almost weighed 400 pounds. He was sleeping in his office. He was working 100 hours during tax season. He, like, this was his life. He was eating fast food. It was so many different things. He's now down to, like, two, I think he almost got less than 200 pounds. Like, he's, like, 220 or something like that now. And he takes care of himself. But he had to change everything. He had to change the way his firm was run. He had to change the clients that they had, the team that he had, in order to change his life, too. Obviously, he's not sleeping in the office anymore. But it's just a crazy like correlation or parallel to for what you said. Like You went into this and gaining 10 pounds, you probably noticed it. You probably felt different. Your whole life was shifting, and that you didn't want that to be your life. No, not at all. And it's funny now. So I've been working from home for the last six or seven years, ever since I quit my CPA firm. And I feel so much better now. Like I'm 34 and I feel the best I've ever felt in my life. But when you're going to the office every day, and especially, I say like as a woman to, like I said, I used to try to like work out in the middle of the day and I would walk to work and like a 30 minute walk to work and I'd be wearing a skirt and tennis shoes and I would walk that 30 minutes and then I would get to work and I'd put my like work shoes on. And then midway through the day, I'd go to the gym and then you had to like shower and get all ready again and put your clothes back on to go back to work for three more hours. How much time you spend when you go to the office trying to get dressed and look good and then try to fit in working out. So a lot of people, I think, just don't bother going through that effort. Like Not worth the effort. Yeah, it was like I would bring my backpack with me and I looked like a complete loser walking to work, but I didn't care. Like I was trying to get in the workout as much as I could. And the other you also thing, feel like an outcast, too, because you're probably one of the only people that's going through that extra effort. Yeah, and people always make comments about that. And then also food, right? Like when you're going to an office, you're always somebody's birthday or people are going out to lunch. and you're Or you got the payroll rep bringing donuts in for everybody. Yeah, there's always something. And like just like working from home, you don't have all those temptations and you have so much extra time in your day. Yeah, I, that was a big shift for me working from home. And it is every time I would complain about working from home because I missed the social interaction, I'm discounting the fact that I'm in so much better shape right now than I was when I was going to the office. I don't even do that much. Like I just started doing the Peloton, but I still walk a lot and I spend a lot of time on my feet now, that be much more than I did at the office. The workout that I found works best for me personally. I think for anyone, you have to figure out what you'll actually do consistently. For me, working out or playing sports has always just been like brushing my teeth or taking a shower. Like it's just something I have to do, some form of it every day to stay sane. But HIT workouts, and you don't know what HIT is, it's high intensity interval training, have been the best for me in terms of body fat and strength. So HIIT workouts, typically you're doing short intervals that get your heart rate up to like 80%. So it's high intensity for like 30 seconds to a minute and then like a 20 second rest. And What's so I- heart rate 80%, like 80% from what you're normal? I think it's like 80% of your max heart rate. Okay. So you think of like a full on sprint, 100%, like 80% of that. So I go to F45 and S is, stands for like functional and it's a global franchise. I think it started in Australia, but they have locations all over the U.S. But since I moved to San Rafael, I've been going to F45. And prior to that, I went to Tribe in San Francisco, which is a client of mine. But it's all hit style workout circuit training. So we're using weights, car- kettlebells, barbells, Y-bells, weighted ball. There's TRX, bikes, ergs, like all the possible equipment you can possibly think of and you're moving around in different circuits. But the good thing about HIIT workouts is even after you work out, you're still burning calories because you're in a higher metabolic state than like if you're just going to jog or do yoga or something. So I found that HIIT workouts work best for me. 
but everyone's different. Some people don't like going to the gym. Some people would rather work out from home. So I'm curious, like what's worked for you over the years? Well, can I draw a correlation before you tie it in, before you get to the point where you tie it in? I know you've planned this, but a hit workout compared to, let's say, a cross-country run, right? Let's say you're doing tax returns is the easiest one I can think of, <laughs> you know, or, or any type of work. You know, with deep work, usually it's intense focus, intensely focused with no interruptions or anything and getting it done. You can get things done in a much shorter time frame. And yep be a lot more effective than spreading it out through the whole day and getting interruptions and all that. And, and I'm not going to link in the, the hit to like a cross country run, but you're a lot more effective and you can do less in a shorter period of time. I think that's. Yeah, that's exactly what you can do. It's F45. So it's a 45 minute workout, but by the end of it, you're exhausted. You get in, get out. Uh, I've never been yeah, I've, I've played all the sports, but I've never really enjoyed just like straight running. I hate cycling. I cannot cannot do that i have to have that's what i think that's why i like about f45 is something different every day but i think a lot of people i think i take for granted that i grew up being an athlete and enjoying sports whereas like a lot of people young people were never actually taught how to move their bodies and so then as an adult it becomes really intimidating of i've never done this before you were how trying to, like to teach me some gym. stretches when we were in, in Vegas, that's what gave you that eye opening. You're like, how come you can't even do this downward dog? Like, um, And I don't think I've ever really done yoga. I've done like I've learned how to do some stretches here and there. I've seen a physical trainer, but most of everything I've done has just been whatever I could figure out myself. I've never had anybody teach me any of that. And I'm just, you know, kind of uh, me. I've always been like the runner or biker or cycle and things for a longer period of time because I can have some other distraction, watch something on TV while I'm on the elliptical or listen to music while I'm out for a walk. Well, yeah, those things are easy, right? Like everyone knows how to run or ride a bike or in elementary school, you do like jumping jacks, push-ups and sit-ups, but there's thousands of other exercises that we can do. We just have to learn them. And for someone that's never, ever worked out before, I think the challenge is, is those are the only things that they know how to do. So it gets really boring and repetitive. One thing that I did for a while, so I, I had a client tribe, and so we would just, like when I first started my business, we trade services, so I would do their bookkeeping, and I did some personal training. But the personal training was is a really good foundation. It's like working with a professional, right? Like when you try to do it yourself versus you have somebody else helping you along the way, you're going to have, it's going to have a greater impact. So yeah. by working with a personal trainer, it can give you the confidence, okay, like if you're starting from nothing, so you're learning how to do all the movements. You're learning how to do a proper squat or a deadlift or a Russian twist or all of the different, the names of things and how to do it properly. And then after you learn that foundation, then you can feel confident to either go do it on your own or go to a class and you have all these tools in your tool belt. But I, I think for a lot of people, it's just like really intimidating to even make that first step if they never grew up doing that. And then also as adults, like, People sit at a computer all day and they don't stretch, which is crazy. I know I'm not a big yoga person. Like it's just too slow for me. But I did go to yoga for a while to learn those movements so that I can actually integrate that into my fitness routine. So at least I can stretch. Well, I find it very hard too. I am trying to stand up at you know at least once every hour, and when I'm intensely focused on something and doing work three hours will go by without me even knowing it. And then I'll look at my watch and see, oh shit, like I definitely didn't stand up my 12 hours today because I had a couple hours where I didn't even move, right? I was just, let's say these days, I'm just like editing or, so I need reminders. I have my watch reminding me, I have different things, but if I'm on calls all day, it's hard to just get up during a call and say, all right, I'm gonna do some jumping jacks and pushups, you know, or burpees. <laughs> Yeah. You know, in the middle of our call, I go from one call to another. So it's hard to even get up. But I like doing burpees. I, I call, I mean, I call them burpees, but I've been doing modified versions of it. <laughs> yeah. And I think the best thing, too, is you have to put it on your calendar because if you're just like, oh, I'm going to do that at some point today, it's not going to happen. You just have to block it out and let people know, like, I'm working out during these hours, no meetings. It's, it's workout time. Yeah. If you're looking for a good book on stretching, Supple Leopard is a really good book. Supple well, Leopard. Supple Leopard, yeah. Definitely Sounds check that out. pretty good. Chili Peppers have a song called Slow Cheetah. <laughs> Slow Cheetah. 
nothing to do with that, but I like the tie-in, like the leopard. The, the supple leopard just sounds like when I envision a slow cheetah, I also think of a supple leopard. So I guess the question is for accountants who, especially during busy season, if they're short on time, they have kids, they're trying to work 12-hour days, what's the secret to fitting in fitness into your life? So there's routines. I've been I've been heavily focused on routines. Routines are like systems and processes for your life. And if you could create your ideal scenario, I think the first thing to do is to start something onset of the day. First thing, start your day with something to create that extra space to be more intentional, to work out, to exercise, whatever you can do first thing before you do anything else that sets the tone for the rest of the day and maybe you feel even better to go out and go for a walk too but if you can do even like a 20 minute 30 minute workout and i could push the peloton because they got all kinds of workouts on there not just the bike but it's they got all kinds of different fitness routines they got yoga classes like boxing yeah. i'm sure there's like hits type stuff in there too but anything that you can do in the morning i think before you start your accounting day or before you put your work hat on try that that's my suggestion is a routine yes. so i'm actually not a morning per like i will not get up to work out in the morning doesn't work for me and i realized that about myself so i actually block time out either in like midday or in the evening to work out and during tax season i would do that i would well for a while i would try to get up at like 5 a.m and go but then i realized i was just like more tired throughout well the day. you have to go to bed early in order to wake up early yeah and so what i started doing is like instead of taking a lunch like i would just eat my lunch super quickly like 10 minutes scarf something down and then around 3 p.m i'd go work out come back and then stay at the office till like dinner time and then head home but to your point about just starting like if you just show up at the gym or you just start to go on a run and just say hey like if i just do five minutes that's better than nothing mm -hmm. the hardest part is actually getting on your clothes and actually getting there and doing it and showing up and then you'll realize 30 45 minutes later you've got a whole workout but if you just say hey if i'm gonna just do five minutes well that's, that's what we talk about in our in our episodes me and twyla on the atomic habits Let's shout out to uh, Twyla and, and Fresh Book Reports. <laughs> if it's just showing up at the gym, mm -hmm. is checking the box, just walking inside the gym, and maybe not even working out. <laughs> yep, just because, getting there. Yeah, just getting there is is usually half the battle anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. He basically says that showing up is the habit being to show up, as opposed to the habit being to do all the things that we've all got going on as parents and entrepreneurs, et cetera. It can just feel burdensome to think about, I have to do one more thing versus it feels lighter to me to think I have to show up. I'm, my habit is to show up. If I don't do anything more than just show up at the gym, then at least I did that much. Keep right? showing up. And that's, that's <laughs> what everybody says. Cause it's, it may feel like you're not getting anywhere but just showing up is, is actually enough because you're going to have really good days <laughs> and you're going to have bad days, but the bad days don't matter as much if you showed up. Yeah, but that's what it talks about. Like if you just have a one of your routines or one of your habits is to work out or to show up at the gym. Like for me, it's to work out for seven minutes. And that's only because I know once you hit the seven minute mark, there is never going back. Last night, I was going to work out just for seven minutes. I said I was going to get off after seven minutes. I ended up doing a half hour, right? Like, that's just, and I actually had a really good workout last night. Like, I was, it was pretty intense. There was some good music on that came on, and it was like I burned more or I, I had a higher score than, than the other. I love how they gamify <laughs> this thing, too. Oh, like, hell yeah. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. I mean, there's that, and there's the mindset of, doing something and the momentum once your momentum it's harder like it's just harder to stop than keep going at that point too yeah and sometimes you're tired so you make excuses not to go but if, once you start moving and you'll actually feel a lot better you'll have a lot more energy after than if you don't do anything at all so something i did last year was i had everybody on the team start tracking some new physical habit 
and it could be just as simple as going on a walk, push-ups, pull-ups, running. Everybody had something different, and it lasted until me and Chris were basically the last two tracking it, <laughs> and and then I stopped tracking it. He stopped tracking it, but you know that we have some people that are still you know work out. They still work out all the time. They just weren't tracking it. I Chris love recently that. started again. I think I might start that again too because then it pulls everybody up, right? So maybe I need to do something like that. So I just was talking to Ashley about we're going to start doing a fitness stipend, but it's still taxable. So at the end of the day, it's just like increasing their salary, a hundred bucks a month or whatever. But I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, do I make them submit? Track it. Find some, the habit some, tracker. Yeah, because I want to make sure that they're sheet. they're using it for something. So how do I, like, that's the purpose of it is to encourage them to go out and spend a hundred dollars or whatever they can on either a class gym membership or, or yeah. gym membership or a tracker or something because that's important for me and i want to make that an important well you know part. you're not gonna spend a hundred dollars on a tracker that's a google sheet right there yeah okay. no 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 i meant like um like a fitness tracker like if they wanted to go use their stipend to pay for oh a yeah watch or something. yeah so great idea that's a good I idea like is to actually have them because then we're like trying to figure out the admin event i'm like i don't want to deal with people like submitting expense you know like a receipt that they did this i just want them to know that that's what that's for so maybe that's so a good funny idea that we're accountants and we hate dealing with that stuff most accountants love that and they love tracking all of it and they want you to submit every receipt and everything oh, i hate admin when our clients do stuff like that, I'm like, no, we didn't make it as easy as possible because it's going to cost you like a lot more money just to offer that frictionless stupid yeah. benefit. Well, you also want to make something frictionless too because then people won't even do it. Like my team, they don't even go to the eye doctor because you got to our other insurance. You had to submit all this stuff just to get reimbursed for the eye doctor, so they just didn't even go. Yeah, we use people keep for our health insurance, but uh, or not health insurance reimbursement, uh-huh. but they have to upload their premiums and then we just put that flat amount every month but yeah so Low maintenance what other tips you got for somebody to keep physically i like the idea of a google sheet i think that worked out for us i'm gonna restart that i'll probably restart i like to do things at the beginning of a month so i'll start it in august yeah i'm writing that down i think i'm gonna have because ashley and i'm trying to figure out how do we keep people like accountable to you and all they have to do is check a box like make yeah. it super easy for them pick a habit Whatever that one habit is, if it's put my workout clothes on, they can wear the workout clothes all day. Yes, put your shoes on. <laughs> all they have to do is put them on, right? And then it's easier. Like I I wear workout clothes all day just so whenever I do feel like going outside or doing something, I'm wearing gym shorts. So, May I have your attention, please? Just Works ad. So... If you're listening and you're an accounting or finance professional, which I hope you are, you're probably on the lookout for tools that won't just make your job easier, but will add value to your clients too. And today on Accounting High, we're highlighting one of those tools. See what I did there? We're highlighting on Accounting High. JustWorks is a professional employer organization, or as I love my acronyms, PEO, and here's how they can help. With JustWorks, your clients get best-in-class payroll, HR tools, compliance support, and access to a rich suite of employee benefits, all in one platform. JustWorks also provides 24-7 expert support that's available both to your clients and their employees. As a JustWorks partner, you get free third-party admin access to your client dashboards and seamless integrations with QuickBooks and Xero. You'll also get access to a partner relationship management tool for real-time updates and reporting on referrals. Plus, you'll get paid for referrals that become JustWorks customers or forego the referral bonus and pass on the savings to your clients. Find out how JustWorks can help your clients by going to justworks.com slash partners. That's right, justworks.com slash partners for more info. I will repeat, it is justworks.com slash, I think it's a forward slash, partners for more info, justworks.com slash partners. Peace out. Okay, so... If you want to work out from home, so during COVID when there's 
you couldn't go to a gym and maybe you didn't want to invest in a Peloton or a treadmill or something or run outside. Here's what I would say like at home workout essentials are, would be. So first thing would be a yoga mat. Second thing, it would be a trigger point foam roller. You ever use foam rollers? No. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I was going to say that I have an, an idea for another swag for Accounting High. A yoga mat. Accounting High yoga mat. God, you're a fucking genius, man. That's another a great one. idea. Yeah. Um, Got a list. Foam roller is a must. Uh, if you don't know how to use a foam roller, just YouTube it. Lacrosse ball. Ooh. So if you're like me, I have the tightest shoulder. So what happens when you're sitting at a desk all day is you're not using your back muscles and your lats. And so everything rolls forward and your pecs get really tight. So the lacrosse ball helps if you want to like lay on top of it and kind of get that in your pecs, loosen that up. And then also put it like along your shoulder blades where, at least for me, it loosens up that scar tissue in there. And then you can also put the lo- uh, lacrosse ball. So if you get the the supple leopard book, there's a lot of stuff with the foam roller and lacrosse ball. And lacrosse ball, you can also put like on your glutes to loosen if you get like tight, uh, tight hips and stuff. And then the other thing is a resistance band. So there's a lot of stuff that you can do with a resistance band. Again, like strengthening your lat muscles and trying to correct that and pull your shoulders back. And then a resistance band, a smaller resistance band, which would be more for your hips and glutes. So if you want to get to the point where you're actually doing proper squat, most people, if you're not doing anything, have super weak glutes. And so what you don't, and hips. So what you don't want to do is go to the gym and just start trying to squat if you haven't strengthened those yet. So if you get like a band, a, I think it's like a slingshot is the name of the brand. I have to go look it up. But uh, basically you, you put that around your thighs and then get in like a squat position and then sidestep each side. And then that really strengthens your hips and glutes. And then the last thing is a kettlebell. So like if you're going to buy one thing and learn how to do, you know, work with one type of gym equipment, Learn how to use a kettlebell because there's so many different things that you can do with a kettlebell. So, I mean, I would recommend if you could work with somebody that knows how to use a kettlebell or go to like a kettlebell training class because you can literally work out every single part of your body using a kettlebell. I think Juana and Julia got me a kettlebell and I've not, I haven't used it yet. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, you can learn how to do kettlebell swings, but there's all how sorts much, of different... What's the average uh, weight for a kettlebell? They have all different kinds, and it kind of depends what you're doing, right? Like if you're doing kettlebell swings, you're using a lot of your hip. Well, you said if you're going to invest in one and somebody wants to get one, what size should they get? Depends what they're, like how strong they are. But they have some sets where you can get like three. Okay. They can have different sizes, but I would say like, like maybe go to a 10, two. 15 or 15, 25, 30. Like 15 plus, yeah, okay. 15 to 15, 20, 30. So yeah, there's a lot of different cool movements you can do with that or using your whole body. So yeah, anyway, that's the those are the trigger point foam roller, the cross thought, yoga mat, kettlebell, resistance band, a longer resistance band, a smaller one for your hips and glutes, and then that book, The Supple Leopard, would be my at home. Those are all the things that I have. And then I I also like I used to go to 24 hour fitness, so I did a lot of body pumps. So if you go to bot less mills, there's some equipment you can get on there that's really nice. A barbell. So if you wanted to do like squats and stuff, and then it all comes apart so you can use all the different equipment. But that's pretty cool. Um, Les Mills has some pretty cool stuff on their website. If How do you spell like, that? At home. L-E-S space M-I-L-L. Nice. Okay. Les, I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. understand. Yeah. So he, this guy, he's the one that you started said all like, the Mills, yeah. He's the one that started all the body pump and stuff. Cool. And for anybody that doesn't, isn't ready to invest in anything. All those things seem pretty reasonable and pretty cheap. Now, all you got to do is push-ups, burpees, stretches. A lot of these things, you don't need any equipment. It's body weight exercise. Yes. I mean, maybe a pull-up bar, but doing routines like that and just getting started, then you graduate to, okay, now I need some weights. Now I think I'm ready to do this or that. But you can start with your accounting high yoga mat. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because before COVID, I always, I was like that where I was like, I need weights. And then I started doing these online Zoom classes all body weight. But you can actually, there's a lot of movements that you can do that will, you will uh, get stronger even with body weight exercise. And if you 
literally Google search, bodyweight workout, HIIT workout, like there's yoga, like whatever you're into, there's thousands of things on YouTube. So don't tell me you don't know what to do because that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse for anything anymore these days. I'm relearning that now. Anything I want to learn or do, there's tons of tutorial videos for absolutely anything. I mean, God bless YouTube. I don't like it because I don't like getting stuck on the videos or seeing my kids get stuck on videos and tunneling in because the, the algorithms are so great on there. They know what you like. They know which ads you like after you start watching a few videos. And it's, it's a tunnel, but <laughs> you have to be careful. Use it for good. Yeah, you be careful. You have to be careful what you look at on YouTube because... <laughs> if you like open up youtube it'll be like recently watched and then everything shows i, I never had anything where i was looking at anything bad but i was one time doing the airplay on like you know you airplay your phone on the yeah. tv and like mike's family was over and we were looking something up and it was like oh my recently watched videos which none of them were bad but i was like "Ooh, that would be really embarrassing if i was lo looking up something that was yeah. inappropriate oh i know right like that's a it's all so public now yeah. I see it where somebody else creates a video on YouTube and it shows everything that they did after their, like, after you watch their video and it, and then all the suggested ones are things that they were watching, too. Yeah, you're like, I had nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah. One time, God, I think my friend actually told me that she was on a conference call and a guy was like, or maybe a Zoom, not conference call, and he was sharing a screen and I think it was like one on YouTube or something. And that happened where it was a Google search on like how to have sex or something like that. And that's it was, reserved. And for... then he like closed it really. So be careful about sharing. That's reserved for sex ed. This is PE. I guess PE and sex ed yeah. are still all the same thing. It's all part of physical education. But Well, that's the other thing about your physical, like how you feel, right? If you feel confident, you're probably going to have better sex too, right? Like it does affect your sex life and you're out of shape. You're not going to have a very high sex drive and probably your spouse isn't going to want to have sex with you. So, yeah. <laughs> and then I think the other part of this is what we eat because I, like, like I was talking about earlier, not a huge part. Yeah. We what I realized sleep, but that's the first thing I want to talk about usually, but eating is super important these days because nobody eats right. Everywhere I go in my life, every place I go, except California, California, they do eat very like it's so many great options there, but Mexico, like the food there, every packaged food, Mexico, there's, this is a great law that they have or something that they have in Mexico where everything packaged has warning labels blatantly on the front big stop signs they're big black stop signs that says excess calories excess fat excess sugar like excess you know in spanish but it's like excess sodium fat calories sugar and the only thing that i could get was topo chico i wouldn't eat anything because i'm i, I mean i saw the label and i'm yeah. just not gonna eat it Literally, like almost every drink except alcohol. Alcohol, they don't have those labels on there, yet I know there's excess everything in alcohol, excess calories at least. And yeah, so every other drink, is, there was those labels on there. So Mexico at least is making efforts, but then everybody becomes numb to it, and they still just eat all of the junk. Everywhere here, we don't have those labels, but it's so hard to go into a store, unless you go to like Whole Foods or the stores that have everything advertised like this is keto friendly paleo friendly low carb gluten free like i gotta get i gotta buy that kind of food now otherwise you know the friendly ones are all full of shit anyway like oh keto friendly and then you look at the ingredients and it's just not very friendly at all yeah i mean down in the south it's definitely a little bit different than in california but mm -hmm. honestly i would say the easiest way to cut weight is portion control like we all eat mm. so much more than we need to. And ever since I've been working from home, I just snack all day. And it's got to the point now where I can't physically eat make big meals anymore. Because mm -hmm. when you're having these huge meals, like you're, you're going to work, you're working until like 12, and then you go out to lunch and you have this massive meal. Then your stomach gets all stretched out and then you're tired and you're sleepy and then you don't want to do anything else. Less and so you meals. drink coffee. You, so less less meals, smaller meals. Like even if you broke up that big meal that you had and like 
ate a fourth of it and then ate another fourth of it and then like saved the second half for tomorrow, you would still feel totally fine. Like you would feel full, but you wouldn't feel lethargic afterwards. And so that's one thing I realized is like I didn't need to eat that much during the day. I can actually eat a lot less. And then after a while, your body doesn't even want to eat that much anymore. Like you just, I don't like the feeling of being overly full because it makes me feel tired. Oh yeah. And it used to be where it was like, I didn't have lunch because it would make me tired the rest of the day. I never in my working life ever went out to lunch. I would always bring celery and carrots and people would just pick on me. <laughs> yeah. it's, it was always a big joke, like Scott's eating his apple and his celery and carrots. <laughs> And Sometimes funny. I'd have hummus with it. Yeah, it was. But people would make fun of me, and I, that's I, I wore it as a badge of honor because I knew I was at least being healthy, you know, somewhat. You know, this so uh, less meals. It was a joke. Uh, you you just didn't even pick up on it. <laughs> oh, less meals. <laughs> Got it. And you just kept repeating it. Just kept yeah. going. So, you know, they, but eating right is super important because it impacts everything else, and that's where weight loss starts. Is eating the right foods. It's not just portion control because if you eat the right things, I mean, it still shouldn't eat too much, but I'm just eating whole foods now and I'm trying to just eat foods that are not processed, but I'm not watching my portion control. Maybe I should, that's my next phase in, in becoming more healthy. You know, yeah. I just, no, I think I'll you eat, can eat, yeah. you can continue to eat whatever you, if you just uh, cut what you eat by like 75%, or like, let's say 25% just to start and try to get it down to like half. Eat the, oh, same, I think the, eat first the thing same shit you've already been eating. Just cut it and try to get it down to half. And I guarantee you, you will feel way better and you will lose weight. I got another tip too. You can do that. And you could also just do what I did last year. That was the first phases was not drinking sugars. So the mm. only thing I drank was and I wouldn't drink fruit juices either because there's plenty of sugar in that. It was just sparkling water or regular water. That was yeah. pretty much it. Uh, yeah, everything else has sugar in it. I don't drink any sugar. That's a waste of calories for me. It's done sugar, sugary drinks, and then just like unnecessary carbs. Yeah, like that I'll was the have, next one. Garbage. Um, I'll have like carbs for dinner sometimes, but for the most part, like for dinner, it's like lean protein or some sort of protein and like vegetables. And then during the day, honestly, like I just kind of snack all day. I'll eat, I'm like, you know, what I'm addicted to is Cheetos, queso, like chips and queso. Like I'll eat that God, during that's the day. Carbs, that's garbage. <laughs> I know, I love chips, but that's the thing is like it, you know, everything in moderation. the The biggest thing is not eating out because when you eat out, that's when you have all the excess calories, like butter and oil and shit that they jam, and cream that they jam into the food yeah, that the other you don't tip, even know uh, what they're putting into uh, it. Yeah, the other tip was the oils right only use olive oil at home get rid of all the vegetable oils anything that they create from a you know anything that they Corn. didn't have hundreds and hundreds of years ago when we just you know the, the paleo diet is because we didn't have all those food processors and the ways to make the food that we do now but what we're doing is condensing so much into something so small we're not meant to be eating like we are like those oils the vegetable oils and stuff you're pressing pounds and pounds of vegetables into an oil and then we're eating that concentrated amount of calories and you know i'm probably not doing it any justice by explaining it like this but just stay away from those and because you don't know what they're cooking with right uh, yeah and they're always gonna they're trying to make it taste as good as possible so they're gonna put everything they can into it that's why yep. I don't like ch Chinese food. It's like uh, to me, I think Chinese food is gross. It's like all just oh yeah. Oily. Let me wait. You see it at least when you go to those Japanese steakhouses. We went there on Fourth of July, and it's like all right. Well, this is the only time I go to this place for the next few months because I saw how much oil they put in the yeah. food while he was cooking it. He was just dousing oil. He had an entire container of oil in that one mound of and rice and. You see that there, but like when they're in the back of the kitchen, you don't see that. And you would never put that much oil on your own food. You'd be disgusted by that. So yeah. that's the key is like try not to eat out, eat out, you know, like once or twice a week. Good food that. journal. That's something for somebody that's really trying to, to cut down on things. Don't even judge it. Just jot down everything you eat before you even try to start changing anything. Just look at what you're eating and try to track all of that because then at least... You can identify where 
the unnecessary areas and we're just doing it out of inertia or we're sitting there watching TV and all of a sudden we're eating something like it's always the mindless snacking too yeah so. and i think the other thing that probably gets people is drinking right like i definitely drink, oh alcohol but... well it's you you lose your inhibitions to not eat like and yeah. anytime i have one or two drinks then all of a sudden i'll eat whatever i see yep yeah i typically only drink on the weekend like every once in a while during the week like maybe once or twice a week during the week i'll have a couple beers but for the most part I work out in the evening, so like that occupies it. And then it's like, come home, eat dinner, watch some TV, go to bed. But I think if you're just coming home for work and it's five o'clock or whatever, what are you going to do for the next five hours? You're going to be bored, so you're going to drink. So you have to go golfing or go driving range or get or into work out. Go work out, whatever let's, let's it is. This that, back, yeah. That can occupy you during that time, so you don't have the urge to drink. Yeah. Well, you can't drink and work out at the same time. That just don't doesn't work. I mean, <laughs> so work out first before you have that drink. Go yeah. do that exercise, and then less time to drink and less time to fuck up. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll do. Yeah, I'll work out. Now let's get to sleep. We definitely got to get to sleep. Okay. Sleep. Princess P over here has been <laughs> working on her sleep for the last yeah. year. I don't know yeah. where you're at yet, but I have. I had so much trouble sleeping last year, and I was paying attention to it. That's why it was so hard because I was trying to go to sleep. So I definitely couldn't drink. Like drinking makes you think you can fall asleep quickly, but you have the worst sleep. Yeah. So I have my aura ring. wake up an hour later. I got my aura ring that tracks the amount of sleep. And it was telling me how much sleep I was or wasn't getting when I was falling asleep. And it was just very hard for me to go to sleep at a regular time because my body wasn't used to it. I was also, I stopped taking the anti-anxiety medicine that I'd taken for my whole life. So it was just really hard to fall asleep. In general, um, I had too much on my mind. My mind is racing. So one thing I found is I would write at night. Like reading works sometimes, but usually I couldn't read because I was thinking about too much. So I, I would just have the page open and just be thinking. But if I wrote it all on the page, it didn't have that much left to think about. If I just kept writing whatever came to my mind, it was just stream of conscious. Didn't even matter. I didn't even go back and uh, I thought it was probably pretty good ideas, but then the next day I look at it and it's like, ah, not even that good of an idea. I don't need to do that. So, you know, just trying to go to bed at a reasonable time takes phases too. If you're trying to start going to bed earlier so you can wake up earlier, because I found that I can wake up pretty early without an alarm if I go to bed at a reasonable time. And that means winding down by nine, I can't have my phone. I don't even look or see my phone at nine. And if I do, it tends to bring thoughts in my head or ideas or other things that I can't shake before trying to go to bed. So I don't look at my phone. I don't have any TVs on or anything, and I use that extra hour. I try to get to bed before 11. So somewhere in that 10 to 11 range, I'm hoping to be asleep, but it'll take from 9 to 10 just to wind down from the day, maybe read or do something. I can't turn the TV on because... TV's on, I end up watching a whole episode and then I start another one. A whole series. <laughs> An entire series, yeah. Like that's a binge thing. There's a trick about TV though. I read a while ago is Netflix or anything. Watch the first five minutes or 10 minutes of the next episode and then stop because any cliffhanger for a show usually is resolved pretty early on <laughs> yeah. in the next episode because they have to start the next storyline. You know, if you if you just have the mode to stop right after it's resolved, then you won't be watching five episodes in a row. Like we would be up till three a.m. sometimes watching TV. <laughs> See, I have to watch TV to fall asleep now. Yeah, well, that's that's but on you. Mike and I ended up getting two split double XL single beds and put them together in replace of our king bed because we both just hated it. Like it was too soft for him and too hard for me so we're like we're just getting our own beds <laughs> yeah well um, we have two kids that pretty much sleep with us still since i've been married 15 years we've had a kid in our bed and when i started trying to go to sleep it would be because i couldn't fall asleep with frankie and aria in our bed <laughs> so i would sleep in his bed and I had a perfect night's sleep nobody in there is super dark it was very comfortable we got him a new bed and he never slept in it he still sleeps on our floor now <laughs> in our room. He's eight years old. 
It's yeah. like our, our cats in the middle of the night. So my hair ties, I always like set them on the nightstand. And then in the middle of the night, Ruckus will just be like, wake us up, just creating chaos, playing with my damn hair tie. So, so yeah, pets, children, like trying to. I think you need to stop with the TV. You can't wake up early because you're up too late. What time do you typically go to bed? Probably between 10, 30 and 11. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, actually. It's not terrible. Yeah, that's, Except that's for like when Mike's, when Mike's working, because he works 48 hour shifts, the firehouse, then I would just work super late and then my mind's racing. So then I have to take like a weed gummy oh. to fall asleep. Yeah. Here's the thing though. If you, so another thing that I will do in the middle of the day, and we've talked about this before, is like napping. Um, napping. So yeah. If you have the ability to do that. Well, that's, like that's your specialty. That's my specialty. My specialty now is getting eight training. hours of sleep. Yours is, is getting the nap. So yeah. how many hours do you typically get? Like when you're on a regular night, uh, how hours do you think you get? I usually go to bed by like 11. Then I'm, my alarm's like seven, after, like between seven and seven twenty. But I usually don't sleep like consistently the whole night. I, I wake up yeah, a lot. So you're probably only getting six and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I wake up so many times during the night and I don't know if it's the cats and they just don't realize it or if I'm uncomfortable or what. But So that that this was the journey I was on last year and yet I forced myself to figure it out. And what it takes is the only way to get a good night's sleep is starting the day off right. And everything dominoes into itself. Working out, meditating, all of those things are the only way that I can get a good night's sleep. So not working out too late too because i used to when, oh, I, yeah, yeah. when I was in my 20s i played soccer like four nights a week and i would we would have games at nine o'clock <laughs> i'd be done at 10 and i just be like wired i'm like why can't i fall asleep till 2 a.m at like playing soccer till those 10. are the two things that i and i forgot about so to close off the sleep part is after nine i don't look at the phone tv or eat or work out yeah. The, and those are the things, all of those, because when you eat, your body is, you know, you don't really notice it or, or realize if you haven't paid attention, but your body's working a lot harder when you have food in you because it's digesting that. You can't eat before you try to go to bed because that's what's going to keep you up too. That's a, that's a pretty big deal. And it's hard for a lot of us if we have those routines or we have those like, we feel like can't go to bed on an empty stomach. I always felt like that too. Like, so I do have to try and make sure I eat well before. And tonight's going to be a challenge, but we'll see how it goes next time. So you got any other tips? I mean, I think PE, we, we touched on the three most important things, moving, eating, and sleeping. Yeah. And then uh, it's like as a, a thing to wrap this up, because I know a lot of people travel a lot. And when you're traveling, that's when it's super hard. But make sure to bring your workout clothes with you and try to get in the gym first thing in the morning. Workout clothes are the easiest thing to pack. They yep. don't yeah, have to do be it. folded that well. You can roll them up and put them in the corner of your suitcase. Yeah. And even if you do it on, just do it on the first day that you're there. And that's the only time you fit it in. Like that first day is, is better than nothing. So yeah, we do that. We try to do that. You, me, Kenji, Matthew, we try to get it in. Um, yeah. And we have successfully stuff. on a lot of our trips. We've all you can worked. usually do it the first day, and then after that, I'm like dead. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to do it every day. Don't want to lose my habits. It took me uh, almost ten days to start working out again after Mexico, and it wasn't because I wasn't doing anything in Mexico. It was just hard to get back into my routine. But for two days in a row, I checked off all twelve of my boxes. Two days in a row. Today, I don't know if I'm going to check them all off because I got only seven hours standing and my 12th boxes stand for, you know, get the 12 rings for my watch. So, How many hours do you have to stand? Well, I don't have to stand fully, but I have to stand at least one minute oh, stand every up. hour. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Stand up and I, now I'm about to hit eight on this one. So that would be four more hours. I'm not going to be up for four more hours. So poof, that one's gone. It's all about routine. It is. But I had to finish my wraps today. So <laughs> sometimes you have more pri bigger priorities. Bigger priorities. No, nah, nothing goes bigger. So that's another thing too, is nothing should get bigger than your routine once you set it. Because yeah. that's what's gonna lead everything else. And and when you say I don't have time to do this, 
you're prioritizing whatever minor thing yep. that's come up and making that more important than your life, your mindset, your body. And that's the fuel. Uh, that's your body is, is the temple, right? It's the vehicle for everything else. Yeah, we all have 24 hours in a day and we can allocate it however we wish. Do you have any closing notes? Yeah, I mean, this is something I'm really passionate about and I love when I see other people, especially in the accounting community, that come up to me and they're like, Nicole, like I've lost so much weight or I've been working out. I just, I feel like it's, and I would also say like, if you have kids, if you could do whatever it takes to get them in sports or get them paired with someone that can teach them how to work out and give them the confidence, especially women. Because a lot of people will come up to me and be like, oh, no, you're so confident. And like for me, it was sports that definitely created that confidence. And just the one, sports is like you're learning how to use your body, but then also you're meeting people that you, and you have to learn how to get along with a lot of different people that you probably normally wouldn't hang out with. And then you learn teamwork um, and you learn how to push yourself. So like for me, I'd be a personal, bad personal trainer because I have no tolerance for people that like make excuses about stuff <laughs> because I played sports and I, I know that you can push yourself way more than you actually think you can. And uh, I just I just would encourage people that have kids to make sure that they're encouraging the, their kids to get involved in something. I challenge you though, when we start our accounting high PT personal training platforms or coaching and we coach business owners or accounting firm owners you're going to do the you're going to do the personal trainer part so <laughs> challenge my to, patience to be patient yeah to be you're patient enough with me so i think that could translate yeah no i wasn't that mean to you when we worked out in vegas right right kind of you probably <laughs> But it was a kick in the ass that I needed. I needed uh, a little bit of motivation to get better, stretch better. All right. So we're going to rate this episode. I would give it a uh, 4.7 <laughs> out of five. You're into, of five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. How's that, a 10? You're really into rating things today. Yeah, Kenji got me into that. He, he rated our last, uh, he rated my rap. You gave it a good re review rating. No, it's good. I think you should share it with the world. Yeah. Momentum. Right. I'm going to have you. I'm going to commission you for a momentum rap. All right. Thanks, Nix. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Bye. Peace out.